Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in, but why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into this Wednesday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio here on this Wednesday morning. Hope all of you are uh, doing well. We'll discuss some college football playoff rankings as they uh, still move toward the uh, postseason. Although it's pretty clear for Ole Miss when and you are in some level of access bowl in the postseason. One loss makes it a little hairy, but we'll uh, go over some of that and uh, and more. We'll look at some uh, Kiffin contract bonuses. As far as they go, pretty good. He gets $150,000. They beat Vanderbilt this weekend, so that's not too shabby in the, uh, in the Kiffin house, household, that and more coming up. On today's podcast, brought to you every day by the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford. You can uh, go get those selfies still. We give away football helmets every single week through uh, Blue Sky. You need to have anything Blue Sky related in the background. You take the selfie. You put it on Twitter. You uh, put it on Instagram. You hashtag Blue Sky Rebels. And you tag the Oxford Exxon. You'll be automatically entered into a chance to win an official <clears throat> Ole Miss football helmet. So uh, go do that while you're there. Download the Speed Pass Plus app. Get a lunch special, five sixty nine, two sides bread, thirty two ounce drink there with uh, Blue Sky and the Oxford Exxon again coming to you from the Clark Ford Studio. We are Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi, six six two two five seven nineteen hundred six six two two five seven nineteen hundred. Call that number, ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within fifteen minutes in business hours. It's right to the bottom line. There's no hassle, no haggle. You get your quote, and the rest is up to you. You can shop that quote around can do what I've done, but I recommend that you do. Let's hop into a Clark Ford today, 662-257-1900. Guests join us on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford. Be a great place for coming up this weekend. Stop by, get a burger, a po' boy, appetizers, uh, watch some of the games. Um, great beer selection, full bar, the whole deal there. Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford and also in New Albany. So um, we'll get into uh, you know, some rankings from uh, from last night. Stuff up at RebelGrove.com as well. Um, players met with the media yesterday. Met Neil's mailbag is up this morning uh, also. So a good bit going on at RebelGrove.com. We'll have more to you throughout the day on uh, on that. So Ole Miss did move into the the top 12 of the college football playoff rankings, which is it's, it's kind of a magic number, but it's meaningless in the standpoint of there's still two games remaining and that if they keep winning, they will be as high as, um, I don't know, they probably get up in like at seven and eight range, I would assume, should they uh, should they win out somewhere in there, depending on what other things happens. I mean, really, your big news right now as it pertains to Ole Miss is does a two-loss Alabama team get into the playoff? I think that was your, your main storyline. I still don't necessarily think so unless it is some just epic battle with uh, with Georgia where there's a lot of um, kind of eyesight voting that, that goes on with that. Who knows? Um, 
But as we talked about, if Alabama gets into the playoff, then the number three team in the SEC would get the Sugar Bowl berth. If Alabama does not get into the playoff, then the number three team in the SEC, unless they jumped Alabama, would get the uh, the Peach or something else. So, um, yeah, that's kind of there. You just whether you're going to Atlanta or New Orleans or whatever you do, should they win out? Um, been about a lot of some confusion. We talked about this on Saturday night, but I see some people on the message board being a little confused by it. It has nothing to do with conference finish. It has nothing to do with any other ranking other than the college football playoff ranking. And the number three team in the SEC from the college football playoff ranking is either in the Sugar Bowl if two teams are in the playoff or they would get an at-large bid if they are high enough to warrant an at-large bid. I mean, the SEC is not guaranteed three teams. So should Alabama get a Sugar Bowl, Ole Miss would need to be in good position to be in, which in my mind would probably be winning out. If you lose, I have a hard time getting them there if that was the, the scenario. Yeah, if you just win these last two games, you're either going to New Orleans or likely Atlanta. That is correct, yes. I mean, simple as that. 10-2, you're in something. Send you Depends on what happens with Alabama. Yes. Um, if you're worried about getting jumped and if you lose a game, A&M would be in best position to jump you. Um, they are currently sitting at 16 so if they won out, they got to nine and three. Their path would look very similar to what Ole Miss did in fourteen, where they were nine and three and needed some losses yeah. and, and jumped over somebody. So that would be A and M's path. Um, I know there's a lot of talk about Mississippi State, but frankly, there's such a gap. I can't even see State jumping Ole Miss should State beat Ole Miss. I mean, we're talking twelve to twenty five. That's a that's a humongous jump off one game. So I don't. But here's know. the bottom line: just win. Well, yeah, sure. Just go beat Mississippi State. By one point. Yeah, it can look like anything. It doesn't Just matter. go win the game. You know what's in front of you. You know what the deal is. Just go win the game. You're 10-2, and two, and at that point, you just go, hey, if, if Alabama goes to the Sugar Bowl, cool, we'll go to whatever. And if Alabama's in the playoff, cool, we'll go to the Sugar Bowl. It's really not that complicated. The people that talk it till they're blue in the face about, well, what if? Well, don't take that chance. And if you end up losing to Mississippi State and you get knocked out, well, that's on you. You lost. Go win. It's not complicated. I would assume Citrus Bowl is the floor for Ole Miss right now. I mean, out back at the worst. I would think, uh, yeah, I mean, so the Citrus Bowl would have to choose between Ole Miss and State if A&M got into the access. Yeah, I don't see A&M getting into the access polls. It's from 16 where they are right now. It's going to be really hard to pull. Well, they would just need losses in front of them. Yeah. You move up because of, of losses. Because um, you look at it, I mean, if A&M's path here is Oklahoma maybe losing again, um, Wisconsin losing, or them just jumping Wisconsin one or the other. Because, I mean, who's A&M have left, too? It's LSU. That's it. They have Prairie View and then oh, really? LSU. Okay. Yeah. So that's the problem. They can do nothing else themselves from a game control or a win standpoint. They right. can't help themselves no, at not, all. No, not at all. So they're sitting there hoping. And they're, I'm just telling you, they're walking into a hornet's nest the last game in Baton Rouge. Really? I think so. No, I'm, I'm just telling you. Book it. LSU's going to show that night. Be surprised they've kept showing. <clears throat> I, I am, and they will show that night. A&M will have to play a really clean football game to win in Baton Rouge. I'm just telling you. Book it. If I'm wrong, it won't be the first time, but I think they're walking into an absolute trap that night. 
yeah, I did see that somebody said if you know talk about the change in perception here. If Ole Miss, if we were already in that twelve team playoff thing today, Ole Miss would be set to play Cincinnati in a first round game. Would be how it was set up. They um, play it. It would be in Cincinnati. That is right? correct. Yes. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I'd like the Rebels' chances. Yeah, your matchups right now, if we had a college football playoff, um, just as of this moment, would be Georgia, Alabama, Oregon, and Ohio State getting buys. Okay. And then it would be Cincinnati hosting Ole Miss, Michigan hosting Baylor. Ooh, be a good game. Michigan State hosting Wake Forest. That'd be interesting. And Notre Dame hosting Oklahoma State. Ooh. And if Ole Miss won, they would play Ohio State in a neutral site. Would be how the playoff would work. So, so the quarterfinals, if it went by scratch, would be I, o- I, Ole Miss, Ohio State, correct? Um, Oregon, Michigan, okay. Alabama, Michigan State, okay. And Georgia, Notre Dame, okay. It works. Make oops. Works very much so. I've always said it works. Yeah. It'd be a great New Year's Day. Yeah. You can book that where you'd start one on the East Coast and slide it west over the course of the day. Yeah. Everybody will watch. The question for me is going to be, and I, I think we're at a point where barring, and I look, I mean, upsets will throw this thing off, but let's assume this thing goes scratch for a couple of weeks from the playoff standpoint. Georgia's in no matter what. We know that. Um, yeah. Oregon sitting at number three. They win the Pac-12. They're in. I don't. It's hard to see them getting jumped. When Who do they have left? Um, I would assume Oregon State when the Civil War. Well, it'll be a tough game. And then whomever else. I'm not sure who's in their other week. I'll pull up Oregon football. I'm curious. Okay. And then obviously Ohio State wins out there in. They're currently nine and one. They would win the Big Ten. They would be they would be in. Cincinnati is sitting at five right now. Um ten and oh. I don't think Michigan or Michigan State can jump Cincinnati without winning the league. And if they win the league, then Ohio State loses, and I think they fall below Cincinnati. So, to me, the question remains from a Cincinnati standpoint, as we've been talking about this, because I know Neil talks about TV doesn't want them in, and I agree. But you're going to need either – you're going to need you're going to need some kind of weird something to happen based off where these rankings are right now. You're going to need Notre Dame, Oklahoma State, or Wake Forest to jump them. And I don't know how you get there from 8, 9, 10 into 4 over a team that doesn't lose. You uh... – Oregon the rest of the way. It's Utah Saturday. It's there um, in Salt Lake City. Home against uh, Oregon State. So they got a chore left. And then the Pac-12 title game, which would be against. I don't know who's on the south down there. Yeah, I have no clue. Yeah. I don't know who's good. Like, I don't know what. Is that Arizona State? Although Arizona State's got to play Oregon State this weekend. Yeah. Yeah, I have no idea who's winning the south. Okay. But you know, you know what I mean? Like, the question is, like, can Notre Dame jump Cincinnati from five spots back? Like, I don't I don't think so. And then Notre Dame lost to Cincinnati yeah, at I, home. I think Cincinnati's actually in pretty decent shape here, barring they just need one upset. I mean, you, you're going to get it. You, you know where this damn thing's headed. It's does 10 and 2 Alabama or 11 and 2 Alabama get in ahead of Cincinnati that's undefeated after losing to Georgia? I feel like that's where we're headed. Say it again. Would the two-loss Alabama stay ahead of Cincinnati? I think that's the question here for Cincinnati. I think if Alabama's leading that game a good bit and ends up losing by less than a touchdown, probably. Probably stays at four. Yeah. The but now problem you put them at with four, them, they play again. They play at four, you turn around and play right again. And do they just do that, or do you manipulate it? 
Well, but, it's hard to, but I understand. I, I don't want them to play again, so I'm cool manipulating it. But that looks stupid when you manipulate it at the same time. So you think they manipulate it to get them to three or they manipulate them to move them to five? If you're leaving them in, I think they have a tendency to want to manipulate them to three. But that makes no freaking sense from any type of thing to do that. How would you get Alabama to three with two losses? Well, you don't. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But you don't want them to play the next week. So, but it's not like they have a rule in the book that goes, hey, they can't. The conference championship can't be. If it's an epic game, though, a lot of the country would say, let's play it again. Go ahead, line it back up. If I'm Georgia, I'm pissed at that. Oh yeah, God, I got to beat them over and over and over again. Yeah, for Georgia, it'd be a little bit of a complicated route. Alabama, Alabama, Ohio State. Be a little bit of a gauntlet there. For yeah, I mean, I don't. I'm not, it's the part of it I don't like, but I get it. I don't. Listen, Cincinnati is not a top four team. No, Cincinnati wouldn't finish in the top four in the SEC. Hell, they wouldn't finish in the top four in the SEC West. They're not a top four team. The Ritter kid's a good quarterback. He's a good coach. They play a good brand of football, but they're not as talented as Ohio State would whip them in the Battle of Ohio. You could actually do that, Grind. You could, because Georgia would have a loss and not be the conference title winner, you could put Ohio State at one and put Georgia at two. This is if Alabama beats Georgia? Yes. Yes. Well, that's easy. Yeah, you could do that. If Alabama beats Georgia, it's a walk in the park fixing it. Yeah, but if Georgia wins by one point, there's no justification for anything else. Yeah. But I think it's taking a, it's, it's a one-loss Big 12 team getting a conference title and jumping Cincinnati, even with no losses, or it's that. That's the only way I see them falling out of the four with any kind of upset at all. Yeah. They're in decent shape. I mean, I at least give them a puncher's chance for the first time. I kind of didn't. I thought they would find ways to manipulate it, and I still probably think they do. But it's the first time where I look at it analytically and go, eh, maybe. I would have no objection if they just had a, held a press conference and said, look, this is not what we want for TV, so screw it. Cool. I get it. Who outside of Metropolitan Cincinnati would care? Besides the people in Memphis who think the whole world's out to get them. Those people are annoying as hell. Some of them are my friends. but I, I My only argument against that, if that's the case, then just don't put them in the ranking at all. Then don't rank them. Make yeah. it a power five. Break away and do what yeah. you should have done a yeah. long time ago. Call call it. I'm tired of all the little school stuff. I'm sick of it. I'm completely exhausted from it. I'm tired of hearing about it. I'm tired of Memphis whining and SMU. No one cares. You're not in a league because you offer nothing to a league. I kind of, I mean, it should Ole Miss went out and we're doing some sort of New Year's Six here in, in a month and a half. I kind of want Bama to end up in the Sugar Bowl because I'm tired of Oklahoma playing Oklahoma State. I kind of would like something fresh. Is that who it would be again? As of right now, it would be Ole Miss, Oklahoma State, and the Sugar Bowl. Of course, Oklahoma State's got a couple of games left, don't they? I've got them right here. Oklahoma State's remaining schedule is Texas Tech and Oklahoma. Yeah, so I mean. Yeah, I just mean right now. Yeah. That's all. I mean. I would much rather cover – Ole Miss, Notre Dame, and Atlanta, then Ole Miss, Oklahoma State, and New Orleans. Oh, sure. Without even a, of course. a, a thought of a doubt. 
Yeah, Oklahoma or Oklahoma State still can end there. Baylor's got two losses is Baylor's problem at 11. I mean, they can get into the thing, but it's going to be hard to maneuver beyond that. Baylor's remaining schedule, Kansas State, Texas Tech. And then who does Oklahoma play this week? Uh, Oklahoma plays uh, Iowa, Iowa State. State at home. That's right. So Oklahoma and Oklahoma State both have a lot of work remaining. Yeah. Two tough games. Both There's of them. still games. I mean, it, it all it sorts itself out. 99 times out of 100, it sorts itself out. Yeah. I mean, you go back through, what, the 20 years, and you can only point to a couple of teams where, like, they got screwed. Yeah. Auburn 04 and see, there's one other team that kind of got screwed. But that's in 20 years. Stuff happened. Yeah, I mean, for the most part. I mean, again, it's like the Ole Miss thing we just talked about, right? If Ole Miss it loses to Mississippi State and then everybody's whining about not getting into an access bowl, it's going to be difficult for me to conjure up a lot of sympathy. All you had to do was just go win. You lost three games mm-hmm. at, at that in that scenario. Yeah, sure. And that's, that's the reason I love a 12-team playoff, if you do it right. Yeah, will there be a debate about who's number 12? Of course. But the number 12 team will have had losses. And so you'll be like, well, if you didn't want to be in this spot, don't lose that game. Mm-hmm. Now we're doing that. When you only do four, you have this debate. It creates some nitpick. Yeah. Where people can go, Cincinnati is not as good as 10 of the teams in the top 12. And yet, and, that, and then you have an argument where it's kind of valid. If the argument is, hey, we think we, we, we should have been number 12, but we're number 14. Okay, well, that you remember that 17-point loss you had out there at Oregon State? Don't lose. Yeah, because the 12-team playoff, I mean, we're not having this debate. It's whether Cincinnati gets a bye or a home game. Yeah, yeah they're, they're in. in. Yeah. And they don't deserve a bye, and you give them the five, and you make them play somebody at home in what would be the biggest game on their campus ever, and they get their ass kicked, and then you move on. It's where you make it way too complicated. If they won in that hypothetical and beat Ole Miss, they'd get Ohio State the next week. Could have an awesome. in-state, and that state. would be great. And then, and then suddenly they're Cinderella. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah the if, slippers if, on now. If, if fifth seeded, if fifth seeded Cincinnati beats twelve seed Ole Miss in Cincinnati, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then they go to the uh, Cotton Bowl or whatnot and play to, Ohio State, everybody's watching because oh, they beat an SEC team. Can they? Can they pull this one Can off? they do this? Yeah. yeah, sure. Of course. Yeah. Once you get to the quarterfinals, it doesn't matter who's in it. Everybody's in on the storyline because it's – and if you do it right, that's January the 1st. Yeah, we're doing a playoff. And you play now. in the games in a quarterfinal setting yeah. at bowl sites. Yeah. Everybody wins. Yeah. Everybody's watching that. That's a massive college football day. Yeah. And you still play all the other bowl games. People are like, well, what about the Outback Bowl? And what happens. about the – you play them. Maybe you move them off New Year's Day. Maybe you play them on New Year's Eve. I don't know. You still play the games. Yeah. Podcast brought to you in part by Community Mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Soto County, and Chattanooga. All underwriting and processing is done in Memphis. They're getting local underwriting and understands your market. Leader in condo financing, the float down option, and more. You can find Jason at 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com. I'll start working on the MPW digital pregame show today. I'm talking to uh, Jeffrey Wright. I'm also talking to uh, Pete DeWeese, Ben Mintz, all today. Hours in this fantastic chair. God, I love it. Um, Walk-Ons, that's brought to you by Walk-On Sports Bistro. They put everything they've got into bringing you game day with the taste of Louisiana, dig into their mouthwatering Louisiana cuisine. 
like po'boys, gumbo, voodoo shrimp, plus fan favorites like juicy burgers, fresh salads, quality fresh ingredients you can't help but crave. It's coming soon to uh, Oxford, 1737B University Avenue in Oxford. And then it's already open, been open for a couple months now, 720 Highland Colony Parkway in Ridgeland. So check them out. Great, um, great environment there to watch a game or just to hang out with your friends and family at Walk-On's Sports Bistro, more than a restaurant. The Oxford Exxon Podcast also brought to you by BroThrow. It's a social sports betting network. It's free to use. It's a cool, fun way to bet. No third party, no juice. Over time, that saves you money. You can start your own group, make friends, and invite your friends. Payment happens within 24 hours of the conclusion of your bet. You take the other side of an existing bet, start a new bet, and more. Sign up today at bet.brothrow.com backslash mpw. Also brought to you by our friends at Muddy Water Camo. Go to muddywateroutdoors.com. Enter the promo code REBELGROVE. Get 35% off all products from the site. Free shipping on orders of $100 or more. Dead Soxy is launching a pre-Black Friday sale. You don't want to miss out. Socks make great socking stuffers for a limited time. Go to deadsoxy.com. Receive 35% off site-wide with promo code EARLYBIRD. Whether you're giving your family, your friends, or yourself a gift, give something they'll look forward to wearing over and over again. Everyone needs to experience the difference a quality sock makes. Go to deadsoxy.com, enter the code EARLYBIRD at checkout to get 35% off. Got one more weekend in the Grove. You want to make sure that you're prepared with the Game Changer patches. It's the only two-patch system available in the market today to stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patches used before or while you drink, the overtime patch is used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. They're all natural ingredients. Keep you in the game and uh, ready for the next play. Go to GameChangerPatch.com. Enter the promo code REBELGROVE20. REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. And we're brought to you by ACS, Automation and Control Systems, LLC, Clay McNutt, Baldwin, Mississippi, they established it in 2013. It's a complete electrical control system solution provider and a Rockwell automation recognized system integrator. ACS has a full-time dedicated emergency service and troubleshooting staff and a UL508A panel shop. They can custom tailor software packages, custom design electrical control panel solutions, and much more. To learn more about ACS, go to acsllcms.com or call 662-601-4381. Podcast also brought to you by Johnston Hill Creamery. That's johnstonhillcreamery.com. I'm right off Molly Bar in Oxford on White Oak Lane. Remember to get your Thanksgiving pre-orders in. Let them take care of that for you. 662-419-9201 or cheese at johnstonhillcreamery.com. Pick up Wednesday, November 24th. Deadline to order Friday, November 19th at 5 p.m. Charcuterie tray, artisanal cheese tray, pumpkin cheesecake, buttermilk pie and more and then the catering and tailgate menu still active for this weekend as well you just need 24 hours notice they would deliver right there to your spot on campus take care of you charcuterie trays cheese crates salads sandwiches plenty of desserts including the hand pies the buttermilk uh pie as well so plenty of things there again johnstonhillcreamery.com 662-419-9201 so uh, a couple different things in the uh financial realm from uh yesterday if you remember back during the summer they had the uh decision from the austin case versus the ncaa uh, the ncaa losing that case as they uh frankly lost to uh they've lost several things they've struggled a little bit in court 
here lately. But it allows schools to um, pay student-athletes beyond just tuition, essentially taking care of educational benefits. Um, on paper, we're talking tutors, computers, study abroad, internships, stuff. But it comes down to financial compensation um, for those things. Ole Miss, one of the first schools to kind of get those checks out this week. It is, it's completely voluntary. I would assume all SEC schools are doing it. I know some uh, Power Five, though, are not. They're not putting the slime item in their budget for 2022, which I would assume would be a recruiting failure on the part of those schools. Some of them probably don't have the money. Yeah, it can't, I, somebody on Twitter yesterday said it came out to like $1.4 or something like that if you had the whole oh, – I promise you there are Power Five schools that don't have $1.4 Yeah. Well, I would assume a lot of them even don't have it. Like as a line item, we just hey, we'll need to do it and figure it out, and you just kind of go from there. Because if you don't do it, what it what it looks like. Um, so, Ole Miss this week will uh, cut checks for twenty nine hundred and ninety dollars to uh, all student athletes. Some of them will have loan payback instead of a check or whatever. It's kind of complicated depending on that, but most will just straight get a check from uh, from this decision. They'll also get another check for the same amount next uh, semester as well. So it comes out to fifty nine eighty. For the uh, for the year is what it is. So that is the cap on if you're just getting payment. If you've got other educational things that go above that, you actually there's no cap on that. If you can prove that there are education relation expenses to the student athlete beyond the fifty nine eighty, um, you can go as high as that takes care of that. So um, anyway, yeah, just that's up today. So I tweeted about it, put it on the message board yesterday. So Ole Miss, one of the first teams to kind of get that out there. From that standpoint, and then uh, this morning, I, I remember this being the case, but I had I went back and looked at it. Um, Lane Kiffin makes one hundred fifty thousand dollars if he beats Vanderbilt this week. Ole Miss uh, put a clause in his contract where he gets one hundred fifty thousand dollars for every win over four in SEC play in a season. So essentially, for a winning season in SEC play, he gets one hundred fifty thousand, and then they sweeten it by the same number for each win beyond that. Ole Miss has had five SEC winning seasons since the uh, the conference expanded in 1992. Um, off the top of my head, I don't necessarily remember that. Well, yeah, I do. It's uh, 92, 03, 08, 14, and 15 are the uh, are the five for that. Um, so he gets potentially 300000 the next two weeks. His base pay was fairly low compared to what you would assume for this year. It was only four point five, but he gets that five hundred thousand dollar retention bonus if he's still the coach on December thirty first, mm-hmm. which would push it to uh to five million for that. He made a hundred thousand for beating Louisville the first game of the season because he gets a hundred K for winning any power five regular season game. Um it looks like I know I, I wrote this in a way to be a little bit complicated because I I didn't get I needed to get more clarification on this last night. He gets up to $200,000 for season ticket sales. He gets 50,000 at 30, 50,000 at 35, 50,000 at 375 and 50,000 at 40 for a max of 200,000 to hit the whole thing. Gotcha. Ole Miss sold 40,629 tickets, but it inc- that number includes student tickets. I'm not 100% positive that his bonus structure includes student tickets. So that's something that I did not get clarified, but I probably should so I don't know whether that's an extra hundred k in his pocket or uh, or not from that. If you give him the five hundred k on the retention, his five million dollar salary for this season is nineteenth uh, nationally is where mm-hmm. it's tied. It ties Brian Harson for uh, for nineteenth nationally. The SEC has five of the top eight salaries. I know nobody's shocked by that at all in the uh, in the country. He would be the fifth highest paid coach in the Big Ten. He would be the second highest paid coach in the ACC behind Dabo Swinney. Um, 
And then two of the top ten coaches have actually already been fired, Ed Orgeron and uh, Gary Patterson, who were making top ten money heading into the season. And obviously Dan Mullen's seat is a little warm in Gainesville. He's also, I think, like seven seven five something like that on his uh, – on his salary. So Lane has a chance to get up around six, five, eight, five, five, eight, five, nine for the year. If they do get into an access bowl, he gets 250,000. If they make an access bowl, either a hundred or 150 in the other bowls that are possibilities for the rebels. I think the citrus is in its own category at 150, And then a bunch of those other ones are at a hundred. Um, cause they've bypassed the really small bowls. They're not going to Birmingham. They're not going to Shreveport. Those are $50,000 bonuses for, uh, for Kiffin and, I, I, I've got the term sheets for the next three seasons, but I have a feeling that if Lane Kiffin's the head coach, that will be ripped up and you they, think? Will, they will redo something. So I don't think that's overly relevant what he's currently planning to make next season or 2023 or 2024. So, yeah. Kyle Wilson, thanks for the super chat. He says, can Nick Saban have a player endorse his Mercedes dealership through NIL? Yeah. I guess. Yeah, I don't I, know why I don't, not. I don't see why not. His paperwork's clean. Paperwork's clean. Yeah, I mean, I don't, to my knowledge, they've not done that. But, yeah, they could. Yeah, I mean. I'm, I'm trying to think about it. There's no reason. There's absolutely no reason that a player couldn't endorse a Mercedes dealership, regardless of who owns it. Yeah, I don't know why, I could, why they couldn't. If there's some sort of coach-owned business – Issue, I'm not aware of it, at least. No one's ever mentioned that to me. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. What do you think is realistic? Where do you think Kiffin might get bumped to? What's your gut? The base? Yeah, whatever. Six and a half? Keep the same type of... Yeah, sure. Escalators in? Yeah, sure, because if you're winning. The one in the 150. Yeah. Who would care? Yeah. I guess. They bump him up about a million and a half. Now, if I'm Lane, and I'm especially if I win these next couple of games, if I'm Lane, I don't do anything. I had a mailbag question about if he and Keith stopped talking. And I answered, honestly, I have no idea. But if I'm Lane, I'm not agreeing to anything until I see how the carousel resets. Yeah, it's hard to see him signing a thing right now. Why would you? Yeah. I mean, what, it has nothing to do with, do you, does he want to leave or not? not? No, no, no. You want to get your market value. I mean, let's say the rumors are true. And they're rumors. But let's just say that the rumor is true that Lincoln Riley goes to LSU for $12 million a year. Okay? That's like $3 million more than the current guys being paid now. So everybody else is going to go, hey, uh, if he's worth twelve, what am I worth? <coughs> and so if you're Lane, you would certainly want to have that weapon in, in your arsenal at that point. Ooh. And I don't know I don't know how far Ole Miss can go before it's not comfortable. I'm, I'm guessing not a lot further than what I just said. Yeah, I, I mean, it's hard to see. Anything beyond that is, ooh. And again, that's a rumor, and I'm saying it's a rumor. So before anybody goes off and said that I reported it, or when it doesn't happen, that well, you said, no, I am said it's a rumor. But it is a rumor that's flying around in coaching circles and media circles. It's both, because I've heard it independent of, of each other, that they are prepared to make a massive offer to someone. The top ten right now for salary, for anybody curious, Nick Saban, now I'm assuming these are base pays. These are base pays, yes. 
Nick Saban, nine seven five three. Because I'm told he makes more than that. Sure. Nine point seven for Saban. Eddie O at nine point oh one two. So if he hits that's out, put a, put a line through it. Yep. Dabo Swinney nine nine five oh eight. Um, David Shaw eight nine two four. Are you serious? Eight point nine million for David Shaw. Wow, Stanford. good for him. Yeah, I don't know that he's getting. They're, they're, I don't. I don't know if the Cardinals getting his money's worth there for uh, for Shaw. Done a nice job, but ooh. Lincoln Riley seven point six. Dan Mullins seven point five seven. Mm. Jimbo seven point five, Kirby seven point one, and Jimbo's already agreed to a big bump. Mm-hmm. Like Jimbo's up to at least nine next year, regardless of where he is. James Franklin seven and Ryan Day six six. Those are your highest paid base salaries in the uh, in the country. Most expensive coaches to fire Jimbo at the top of the list ninety five million dollars to axe Jimbo. <laughs> ninety five million. <laughs> How about, would that be great? You get up every day and go, honey, maybe today's the day they fire me. Yeah, e- either I do my job well and I get paid whatever, or they fire me and I have the GDP of a small third world country. Hey, say your prayers that we get fired tonight. Well, it's like back to our thing. Like the AD calls you in his office and goes, hey, I got some bad news. You go, uh-uh, well, oh, what? hold on. Because I've got some confetti waiting. Yeah. <laughs> do I need to go get it? We no longer require your services. Okay. When Jimbo loses the game, like on Saturday at Ole Miss, then what are you going to do? Fire me? I mean, because I mean, you should. There is a certain confidence you wake up for every day with that, isn't there? Yeah. Mark says the cost of living in Palo Alto probably isn't cheap, but I think I could pull it off at nine point whatever million. No, that's still too expensive for David. Shaw. I think I could. I think I could make it work comfortably at that salary. Yeah. David Dabo at forty-seven, Saban at thirty-eight for whatever that's worth. Day at twenty eight and Matt Campbell at twenty eight as uh, as well. What's so, Campbell's salary? Uh, I don't have his salary in front of me. His, his the, the expense to fire him is twenty eight million dollars. Okay. Um, and then hold on, I will. Matt Campbell's making four million dollars at Iowa State. I'm just gonna go, I'm gonna go ahead and tell you, Matt Campbell's about to get a raise. The Big 12's top five is Riley Patterson. It's six one for Patterson. Sarkeesian at five four five, Gundy at four three seven five, and Matt Campbell at four. So those are your Big Twelve highest paid, uh, highest paid coaches. Number two in the ACC is Pat Narduzzi at Pitt. Number three was Justin Fuente, but now that is uh, over as well. Narduzzi's done a nice job. He really has. I mean, look, Kenny Pickett's been a hell of a story for whatever that's worth. Sure, of course. I mean, worked his way into the. I don't know if you saw the interview with Eric Edholm last week, but Pickett's moved his way into the first round. Yeah. Um, Sarkeesian is making five four five at, at Texas. They probably don't feel like they're getting the money's worth. You got to wonder whether he feels like that's even worth it at this point. He's officially entered like this one of the gates of hell there in Austin. I mean, the honeymoon phase lasted. There, well, there wasn't one. There's not one. Yeah, like there, there, there was not a honeymoon phase. And the you suck phase just started last week. That's that. That's it. Really has, hasn't it? That's yeah. <laughs> so, I love the threads on there where they're like, "Is this rock bottom? Can we say this is rock bottom? When can we hit rock bottom?" And every week's a little more rock bottom. Well, and it was interesting because uh, Del Conte, the AD there, sent out a email to Texas fans, you know, one of those rah-rah kind of deals. 
He talks about how there's just no depth on the roster. The roster's not very talented. He's trying to run some interference for his boy. We're still blaming Tom Herman. Well, and here's the thing. If you're going to do that, and I'm in favor of doing it, like I thought this is where Ross and them really screwed Matt Luke. You got to do it beforehand. Yeah. That's the email you got to send out in August that goes, hey, listen. But they don't We're do that. For the best. But they don't do that because they're afraid fans won't buy tickets. Mm-hmm. And so you get the fans to buy the tickets, and then the product sucks, and you come back and you're like, hey, listen, you know, the previous guy sort of ran it into the ground. Yeah, but in yeah during the Longhorn Club meetings that was not yeah the, but yeah in the in the in the Longhorn Club meetings when you were the one up there doing the horns and stuff you were telling us how excited you were about this team you told us and now you come back and you're like no 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 mm-hmm. not everybody's got the, to be Theo Epstein <coughs> and I know college and pro is different but in pro you're trying to get people to buy tickets too yeah and Theo Epstein's point he said, blank we're, going said we're going to suck. And it's going to last a little while. And the guys that help us get good, they're going to get traded this year. Ryan Dempster was having an all-star season, and they traded him. Mm -hmm. Anybody who was helping them win, gone. That takes a pair. Mm -hmm. Uh, We'll get a little mock draft in a second. I'll tell you about Northeast Spark, N-E-S-P-A-R-C, service people across rural communities, two packages, the Ignite, the 100 Mbps or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio, your hometown team, bringing you world-class broadband, nespark.com, 662-238-3159. Phone services available, corner controls, network security, and much more. So call, call the office for details again at 662-238-3159. Pinpoint Commercial Real Estate is based out of Jackson, Mississippi. They service the entire state and all commercial asset classes such as retail, office, industrial, and land. This week's property spotlight is on Paragon Center in Ridgeland, Mississippi. Paragon is comprised of 150,000 square feet of Class A office space located at Highland Colony Parkway, minutes from the new Costco Walk-On Sports Bistro, and I-55. The section of Highland Colony is experiencing substantial commercial growth. It's located alongside some of the most affluent neighborhoods in Mississippi. If you want to learn more, uh, give Sam and BB a call, 601-586-3220. Blue Delta Jeans is uh, hosting the inaugural Coastal Cup Waterfowl Tournament January the 19th through the 21st at the Bay Flats Lodge on the San Antonio Bay of Texas. <coughs> this competitive team duck hunting event will include two days of uh, Texas coastal waterfowl hunting, meals, drinks, and lodging, two pairs of custom jeans for every participant. Uh, special guests include Josh Raggio and Barton Ramsey. So if you want to learn more about this or register your team, contact Blake Kokenauer at Blake at BlueDeltaJeans.com. Also brought to you by Lamons Fine Jewelry. Lamons at 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford. If you're coming up this weekend for the Vanderbilt game and you want to get a little shopping done, you know it's going to be the holiday season here pretty quick, run by Lamons. They've been serving the Oxford area for Almost three-quarters of a century, engagement rings, wedding rings, fine jewelry, watches, pearls, everything is at Lamons. It's the gold standard in fine jewelry. LamonsFineJewelry.com or 662-234-2777. We'll have hand-raised guys tomorrow night um, around 7. That's brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. Different names, same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer at 662 662- 
801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or that area, call 662-429-4429. Uh, we'll have a soft verbal later in the week. This is brought to you by the College Corner. It's your one-stop Rebel Shop. Two locations in the Jackson area in Ridgeland. It's next to Fleet Feet and Flowood. It's next to Half Shell. If you don't live in Jackson, it's okay. Go to collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram, whether you're tailgating in Oxford or homegating with friends and family. The College Corner has you covered for game day, the largest selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi. And we're brought to you by Pinnacle. We'll have a uh, Mind on My Money tomorrow. That's the plan, at least. That's brought to you by Pinnacle. They've got uh, clients in multiple states, advisors in several states as well. They provide detailed, specialized investment management, financial planning, retirement planning for individuals and businesses, and much more. Um, it's mypinwealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N wealth.com. I had some people asking about travel just yesterday. Like, Neil, who's who's that travel guy? It's John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. Get in touch with John. Just give him some parameters. Give him a budget. Tell him what you're thinking about, and then sit back and do nothing because he's going to present a ton of options for you, as detailed as you want them to be, and no, you don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of his services. 901-494-3387 or Edwards at regencytravel.net. Podcast is brought to you by GNM Pharmacy and Tyson Drugs. GNM there on South Lamar and Oxford. Tyson Drugs on the Square in Holly Springs. They take care of you and deliver locally here in the Oxford area and offer MedSync. Your prescriptions the same day each month, so you have what you need when you need it there with GNM and Tyson Drugs. Again, 662-236-2222. ESPN Plus with their latest mock draft out this morning. First round for 2022. Um, what has become a pretty big consensus consensus at this point. Um, Kayvon Thibodeau, the defensive end from Oregon, the number one overall pick. That's been the case for pretty much every mock draft I've seen here in the last uh, the last few weeks, if nothing else. Eh, nothing else. Um, defensive end, defensive end in the draft, too. Aiden Hutchinson, the edge rusher in Michigan. Number two to the uh, Texans, Derek Stingley Jr., obviously the corner at LSU, to the Jets at number three as of right now. Evan Neal at Alabama, the offensive tackle, is just a mountain of a man, number four, to the uh, the Jags and then the OT at NC State, Icom Equanu, um, there for uh, the Giants at number five via the Bears. That's the Bears pick, the Giants. Okay. So the Eagles get the, the Dolphins' number six pick. Defense, too. I mean, defense, 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 over and over and over in this draft. Um First quarterback in this draft, Matt Corral. They have him going number eight overall to the uh, Washington football team. Oh. So. Matt would fit right in at a place that can't really figure out a mascot, right? <laughs> it fits. <laughs> <laughs> Go, hey, guys. I'm... <laughs> Said, uh, this is not as strong of a quarterback class as we've seen in the past few years, and Corral's been one of the few that's remained consistent throughout the season. Still in search of a franchise quarterback after Dwayne Haskins didn't work out in round one at 19. Washington can get its pick of the signal callers in this class. Corral's blossomed in his third season in Kiffin's offense. He's an electric thrower with a quick release, and he's unlocked the next stage of his development after throwing 11 interceptions in two games combined last season. He's only thrown two this season. As an improved decision-maker, Corral has positioned himself to be atop the quarterback rankings. So that's uh, that from ESPN. DeMarvin Leal, who uh, everybody saw last weekend, the defensive lineman out of A&M, is uh, number nine to the uh, the Falcons. That dude's a stud. Yeah, he's all right. I mean, I think that'll be Man, probably, oh, man. I think that's probably going to be okay. Oof. He's 
getting him just out of the game for a few plays was huge the other night. Just, just oh. anytime you could be out there without him out there was a for sure was a was, was a win. He's a great player. I mean, you're starting to see it really get between Corral and Pickett. That's really the only names I've seen. Yeah, and I've watched it all. I like Pickett, but I I I take Corral Corral ten times out of ten over over Pickett. They have Pickett going uh, number twelve to the Panthers. That's how they uh, have this thing okay. working out in this one. Let's see, I'm trying to see. Um, basically, saying that he's done a good job, but he's not as physically gifted as Corral is the reason. Exactly. Is, uh, good quarterback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plays really hard. He's a competitor. You can tell he's a smart kid. I mean, there's a lot to like about him. But no, no, he's he doesn't have Matt's arm talent. Mm-hmm. Good player though. I think he'll play in the NFL. They do have Malik Willis very high. Quarterback out of Liberty, 14 to the Broncos um, in this one. It would worry me. I just – if I'm doing franchise quarterback, I just can't quite get there. The best fit for him would be to go someplace where you're not going to get jammed into the lineup, mm-hmm. play with the guy that's a veteran that still has a little juice left in the tank, and work on your accuracy. He's a hell of a competitor. He's a hell of an athlete. I would just like to see him become a little bit more pure passer. This is going to sound like a knock on Hugh, and I guess it is. You could look at those two quarterbacks and tell which one was coached by a quarterback coach and which one was coached to run a system. Oh. Yeah. What's going on in Denver with their quarterback situation? It's it's, it's Bridgewater and Locke, right? Yeah. Yeah. Drew's good. We got Drew back there. What's wrong with Drew? The Drew bobblehead was completely fine. It just wasn't the Ed Oliver bobblehead. That's no. one of the better bobbleheads we've had is Ed on the horse. Yeah, I need to move Ed to a more high-profile spot. Yeah, that, that, that. I mean, we got the Liberty Hellman in a better spot than Ed. Yeah, I guess so. You can't really see it, though. How can you not? No. Uh, let's see. What else we got? See, it has to go up like, if I turned it up like this, Uh, you could see it. Gotcha. Mock draft, anything else in the SEC? Charles Cross, the tackle at Mississippi State, 17 to the Dolphins. They've got the 49ers pick there at 17. Yeah, Cross is a good player. A&M offensive lineman Kenyon Green, uh, number 819 to the Steelers. Mm -hmm. They have the Saints taking Jahan Dotson, the wide receiver out of Penn State at 21. They certainly need pass catchers. Uh, Jordan Davis, the uh, very much ballyhooed interior defensive lineman from the Georgia Bulldogs, number 22 to the L.A. Chargers. Wow, they got that guy falling to 22? I'd feel good at 22 if I could grab Jordan Davis. Dang. I'd like Vince McMahon strut up to the podium with my with my, my ticket there. Yes, sir, we're ready to go. Uh, let's see. Drake London, the wideout at USC, that's got banged up, got his out for the season. The Chiefs at 24. Traylon Burks, 26 to the Lions, Arkansas wide receiver. I'd like him on my team. That's the Rams pick because the Rams never have draft picks anymore. Uh, Buccaneers taking uh, Auburn cornerback Roger McCreary at 27. Yeah. And let's see, the kid, the edge rusher from South Carolina, Kingsley uh, Ingebear, 29. Jamison Williams, wide receiver, Bam at 30 to the Bills. And then Nicobe Dean, number 32 to the Tennessee Titans. There's a lot of volatility on Dean. I've seen him as high as like 11, and I've seen him as low as 32. Like 20 picks in between where I've seen him, depending on different people. He had one hell of a game against Tennessee. 
he's has hell of a games over and over and over yeah. and over again. Yeah, Will Anderson not being draft eligible is one of the scarier things for college football. And he's actually a back. He's back next. Well, it makes predicting the twenty three NFL draft pretty easy. I feel pretty good about him being high. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. 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 Uh, let's see. So just a little bit there from uh, from that. Anybody's curious, Billy Napier makes $2 million, by the way, losing a lot. He's about to make more than that. You think he's finally out this time? This I do. It. I do. I think he's the next coach at Arizona State. Where is it if it's not there? Depends on what opens up. As the carousel turns. We didn't go back to this. Why do you think Mullen's safe yesterday? We didn't talk about this any more than that. It's what I'm hearing. <clears throat> they can't be happy. <clears throat> They're not happy. Money's not there. Don't really know who they go get. There's not a certainty as to who you go get. A lot of people who made that hire still don't want to eat crow on it. Holding out a little bit. Uh, hoping. Holding out for hope. The problem is that their ceiling has fallen to a level. It's not even necessarily that they haven't played well or they play, they, they beat Sanford 70-52. to 52. It's not anything about that. It's that between his recruiting issues, the talent they have on the field, and just the landscape, you're making the decision whether or not you want to keep a coach that has no chance in hell of beating Kirby Smart in Georgia. I know. That's the question. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's, it's related to But who would you go? So let's on. play the Florida game. Yeah, sure. Who are you going to get right now who you can get who not only can outcoach, <laughs> but it's got to be a recruiting guy. Who do you go get? Who's the automatic guy that walks in there and recruits at the same level that Georgia does? Well, that doesn't exist. Well, there's your problem. That absolutely does not exist. So there's your problem. You pay Mullen $10 million to go away, and now who do you get? You sit on it for a year. And And wait. Maybe you're the fish in the next carousel. Maybe somebody opens up that's not open today. Maybe somebody proves a little something to you that hasn't been proven today. What's their ceiling? James Franklin? I mean, And I don't even know that he takes that. Frankly, Penn State might be a better job. It's the same job. It is. Just south or north, take a pick. Scott Strickland's going to hire James Franklin? Scott Strickland's one bad hire away from being out himself. That's my point. And so do you do you rush that hire and make it a bad one and push yourself on out the door? Or do you buy yourself some time? He can buy himself one year of job security by not. He's not getting fired by not firing Dan Mullen this year. Yeah. And Dan's not a terrible coach. Well, he didn't no. become a terrible coach. And there there is a possibility that they bounce back next season. They're bad right now because they don't have a quarterback. Among other things. Their defense sucks. He's got a bad defensive coordinator. He's got to make that work. He's got to fix his staff. But it feels like, and I'm, that's what I'm hearing, and I could be wrong. I don't cover Florida. I don't invest a ton of time in it. I'm not sitting around taking every phone call and making every phone call and all the stuff that I would do if I were covering an old Miss search. But I think Dan's going to get a chance to revamp his staff.
and maybe he was told that when he fired the other two dudes. Because otherwise, you're just could be you're just firing two guys to fire two guys when you have three or four weeks left in the season. Yeah, just showing the fans that hey, there's going to be some bloodletting at the end of this. And I mean, Grantham's a mercenary, but I'm like, Hevesy's been with him forever. Yeah, I mean, that's one of his dudes. So maybe he's about to go out and get. I some... I mean, that's Houston firing Markison. That's a. I mean, maybe he's going to go out and get some recruiting guys, guys that were prim- primarily recruiters. Maybe they're maybe he's telling people, hey, we can recruit better. I mean, they damn well better if they're going to pull it off. But you know, maybe they're saying this is a <coughs> a one off. You get a you get a one off. Maybe he gets that. Maybe he gets his chance to revamp his staff, and then if next season's a disaster, you you move. Take Ole Miss out of it, even just for the sake of my question. Okay. It's the most likely SEC job to come open that's not this carousel. A and M if Jimbo leaves. Yeah. Although I will tell you, I'm starting to really believe Jimbo. I mean, just for the record. I don't know why you would leave. So if it's not that, it's not Auburn. Uh, it's not Alabama. It's not Arkansas. It's not Mississippi State. It's not Ole Miss, if we're taking Ole Miss out of it. Um, Texas a and M's not firing Jimbo. Go to the East. It's not Kentucky. It's not South Carolina, unless, unless Shane Beamer were to leave South Carolina to go to Virginia Tech. It's not Tennessee unless Heupel could get the Oklahoma job if Lincoln Riley left. <clears throat> um, so obviously not Georgia. It's not Vanderbilt. I don't think Missouri's making that move right now. So, no, not, not many openings. And I don't see, other than maybe Florida – nationally, barring just the carousel, some national job still coming open that throws everything out of off out of kilter. I mean, really. the, you know, the, the Je- Jeffrey and I talked about this last week. I mean, there's a few that are out there that could make things interesting. I mean, UCLA is interesting if they fire Kelly and say, hey, we're going to really spend money. Um, but the odds of that are not high. I mean, if the Oklahoma job does open – and they say, hey, we're going to go get a big-name guy. I think I think they probably could, and that could make the carousel really turn. But I don't know who that big-name guy is. If you're Oklahoma, do you, do you hire Matt Campbell? I, mean, I, I don't know. I tend to think Oklahoma's going to rise in stature when it joins the SEC. For whatever reason, I think from they're getting into actually winning. Yes, I think they're going to thrive in a way that Texas is not, and I don't know why I feel that way. I just do. So you think they're on the podium, equal to Bama or Georgia in this current context? Like day one? Well, no, but whatever no. you're talking about, potentially. And again, things will change. I mean, Alabama will be a mediocre program at some point. If you tell me that. Joining the SEC lets Oklahoma become more national in its recruiting. I buy it. Okay. 
that, that Oklahoma could you, they, they, they'd be able to get in the South a little more. They'd be able to do some things. If you told me that Oklahoma could recruit at a level commiserate with what Georgia recruits at today, I would buy it. Yeah. Not right away, but a couple years, three in years general, in. Yeah, 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 yeah sure. Yeah. And for whatever reason, I just don't know that Texas knows how to get out of its own way. Yeah, I agree with that. Oklahoma's better at getting out of its own way than Texas is. There's no sign Texas is at all. Yeah, I mean, Oklahoma's dominated the Big 12. I know they've lost a couple of games or whatever, but they've dominated the Big 12 for the better part of... Again, nine Big 12 titles in the last 12 years? Yeah, they've dominated They've dominated the league. And so people that are like, well, they won't have that kind of success in the SEC. No, it'll be much different. It'll be harder, but the commitment is there. It, it's in spades. I would be really intrigued to see where they would go if Riley did leave. Yeah, we're too. I'm fascinated by that. Yeah, everyone does the hypo thing, and to me, that's the easy thing. And I don't know that that was necessarily what they would do. And that's not a knock on hypo. I just, I kind of wonder if that job opened up. Oklahoma. I don't see hypo leaving Tennessee after one year. To go to Oklahoma? Yeah, he'd go. You think he'd go? Yeah, for sure. Hey, sorry, I'm going home. Well, in a million, in a million yeah. ways, home. God, they'd hate him like Kiffin quickly, yeah. wouldn't they? I mean, it would turn into Lane Part Two over there. I mean, the more I say that, you're right. Yeah, stupid. Yeah, it's a yeah. much better job. Yeah. If you ask 100 coaches, you can either be the coach at Oklahoma well, or the coach at Tennessee. Take your pick. 100, 100 are going to say OU. Yeah. That fractured Tennessee fan base. Whew. Now I need it. I'm, now I'm excited. Can we, can, we, can we knock that out? Can we get Oklahoma to hire Josh Heupel? But, I mean, if you're Oklahoma, don't you make a couple of calls if Lincoln leaves? I mean, aren't you making a few phone calls? I mean, I'll tell you, I, I'm calling Matt Rule. Hey, are you cool in the NFL? Is everything good? Because if it's not, it probably is. But okay, okay. If I'm them, I'm calling. Uh, I'm absolutely talking to Luke Fickle. I'm talking to Matt Campbell. Hell, I call Ryan Day. Is there any chance that you're just not happy at Ohio State? I mean, I'm making those calls. Yeah. Because my fan base isn't gonna go. Oh my God, we called her. No, okay, no, go, go cool. get the dudes. Yeah, go go go. Do what you gotta do. That's always the stranger admin thing is, oh, God, we don't want them to know we caught. No, no, hey, I shot. Yeah. I shot my shot. Yeah. Hey, whatever. No, we, we went to the Victoria's Secret show, uh, showcase and asked every one of the girls out. In your Oklahoma, somebody might say yes, one of those. Yeah. Odds are Oklahoma goes to the Victoria's Secret thing and they leave with one of the girls. I mean, that's that's pretty likely, in fact. Yeah. So I don't know that Heupel's the immediate hire. I know they like him there. Sure. Is Heupel the great recruiter that you would want going into the SEC? I don't know. Maybe he is. I don't know. Yeah. But that's the line of coaches that would privately inquire about that job is is a long In line. In the dozens. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd want to talk to a lot of people. Yeah. Because you're Oklahoma, you can recruit West. Now you can re- you obviously recruit Texas. You can recruit the Midwest, and you can recruit the South because now you can tell those kids, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna play a lot of games in your part of the country." Oklahoma's a force potentially. Yeah. Podcast brought to you in part by Visit Oxford. Visit OxfordMS.com. Go to the events page and see what's going on this week and every week. Tunes around town back on Friday night, five o'clock to seven o'clock. Multiple locations around the square in downtown Oxford for local musical artists. As you get. Maybe some takeout, maybe some dessert, and check out what should be a lively uh, 
sorry, lively night of pre-SEC uh, football festivities. Also, Double Decker Bus Tour is back at 3 o'clock and 4 o'clock there on a Friday. And remember, you uh, you get $100 off a pair of Blue Delta jeans if you uh, take advantage of that adult ticket. So visit OxfordMS.com slash events. Also brought to you by Opa, Oxford's newest restaurant on the square. Delicious menu featuring gyros, wraps, kebabs, fresh redfish, lamb chops, and more. An awesome bar serving your favorite handcrafted cocktails and frozen libations. An amazing candlelit patio and more. They're at 306 South Lamar, just south of the Square Courthouse in Oxford. Uh, Grenada Nissan is the place to go if you're looking for a Nissan vehicle. They have a complete list of new and previously owned Nissan vehicles. Great lease deals as well. It's GrenadaNissanUSA.com. I've got a mailbag up on the site. RebelGrove.com. It's brought to you by Whitney McNutt, Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. Whitney sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes. You can reach her at 662-567-2573 or 662-842-3844. We're also brought to you by Service Specialist with offices in Ridgeland, Canton, Jackson, and Oxford Service Specialist has been connecting candidates and employers since 1967. It's the oldest staffing company in Mississippi. So whether you're a new college grad or seasoned professional, whether you're in engineering, dentistry, accounting, law, manufacturing, or whatever, contact Service Specialist. If you're a recent grad, reach out to them. They're always <laughs> looking for candidates that have potential and want to learn and get their foot in the door with growth opportunities. Um, service specialist always knows about jobs that never get advertised. They always have names and resumes, uh, available that are not out there in the public sector for privacy concerns and whatnot. So reach out to them. No referral fees for those searching for a job. You have nothing to lose. Call them at 662-832-5138 or go to service specialist ltd.com. And we brought you by alpha specialties. It is your Trailer-specific professional, 1670 Highway 80 in Pearl, Mississippi. They've got load trail. They've got Hallmark cargo trailers. They can work with third parties to have game day trailers and concession trailers built for you. They have spare tires and wheels starting at just $100. Full selection of trailer parts and accessories. They do all types of truck accessories. They also repair all types of trailers. So give them a call, 601-932-9798, or check them out at alphaofms.com. Also brought to you by The Rogue. You want to make sure you check out their college collection there at The Rogue. 4450 I-55 North in Jackson or therogue.com. And uh, don't forget, you have until Friday to register for Oxford Park Commission Youth Basketball, ages 7 to 15, $50 per participant. The season runs January 3rd through February the 24th. Uh, No more than two games in a week for teams, Monday nights, Tuesday nights, Thursday nights. Go to OxfordParkCommission.com to sign up your son or daughter. And we're brought to you by Joey Erickson at Heron Gear Autoplex. Let Joey help you find the vehicle you're looking for at a price you can afford. Choose from a full selection of new Chevrolet, BMW, Lexus, and Infiniti. Or get a great deal on numerous brands of reliable pre-owned vehicles as well. 662-571-2367 or 1685 High Street in Jackson. So I picked this out of your mailbag. And it's the one that I'm most disturbed by out of all the different questions. Is that a local high school theater group is doing Stealing Home as their theater production? I don't think it's here. No, I get that. But somewhere, yeah. I mean, who's. Why? I mean, could we not just do Grease? Is something wrong with 
this is West Side Story. I this mean, is like, somebody wanting to really dive into the whole stealing home thing, and the father dies, and the mom goes nuts, and so and the kid gets so stealing trouble. home for anybody that's unaware, which I would assume most oh. people are somewhat aware of this movie. We even have to talk about it. It's so bad. It's so depressing. I don't. It's not even necessarily a bad movie, but so late eighties, eighty seven, eighty eight, something like that. Mark Harmon um, is the star of this one. I think Jonathan, well, I know he is. Jonathan Silverman's in it. Um, Jodie Foster is in this movie, um, but it's just like a cameo thing. So I pulled it up. Focuses on a failed baseball player, Billy Wyatt, who discovers that his childhood sweetheart, Kate Chandler, has died of suicide. Billy must confront the past via reminisce and um, nostalgia while also dealing with grief as he embarks on a journey to fulfill one of Kate's last wishes. That he spreads her ashes. It premiered August 26, 1988. It had a $14 million budget and made $7.46 million in the uh, in the box office. I don't understand, frankly, even... Unless it was a play beforehand or something, I don't even understand why this is a is a theater production. I mean, I'm, I'm really shocked by this when you're going through the list and said, hey, let's have high school kids do this story of all stories. I mean, yeah, nobody's getting up at the end and going, oh, wow, that was amazing. Clap, 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 no. clap, 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 clap. No. Neil also used this to trash Boyhood, one of the better movies of the last decade, but it's fine. Whatever. Um, I mean, we can fight about this, but... You hate that movie. Truly despise it. From a straight-up, though, story, I get it's depressing as all hell. I understand that. It's one of the most depressing stories of the last I know, decade. and you're the one that's defending it. It's a good movie, though. Critically, that is a good film. <sighs> okay. You'll never watch it again. God, no. <laughs> okay. I, th- I remember seeing Stealing Home when I was probably like seven or eight years old, having no idea what the hell the movie was actually about. Yeah. But you watched this like in high school or college, like when it came out. Stealing like, Home, yeah, yeah. I think I was in college, probably. But you didn't watch it over and over and again. No, that's a one time and out. Yeah. Deal. So you haven't seen it since the since nineteen ninety or I something. I think I've seen it on TV and like I mean, really? tortured through parts of it. The boy has a thing for his babysitter. I mean, some of it's just, but it's all set in this morose. No, the whole tone of the movie is almost like. Sipia and dark and yeah. like cloudy. And well, it's all about spreading ashes and reliving old high school stuff. And I don't know. It's kind of depressing. His dad died in a car wreck or whatnot. And that kind of really messed up his life. His mom went from being like really stable to dating other guys. And he would see her dating other guys and he would piss him off and yeah, he Will didn't. says, I'd rather walk outside and watch my dogs get run over one-on-one by one than watch that movie again. That might be the only thing that would make me watch that movie again. If those were the options. And I would tell the dogs the whole time, I hope you know this is this is for you. So, it's brought up in thread. We'll, we'll close here. Matt Corral, Will Rogers... One's a really good system quarterback right now. Yeah. He's a smart kid. He's running a system. And the system has proven against certain teams that it works. And he's super accurate. He's playing with a ton of confidence. They've got some good receivers. 
to Leach's credit, they've mixed in just enough running game to keep teams off balance a little bit. They're good up front. We talked about the cross kid. Corral's, Corral's a first-round NFL draft. Does the choice. winner of the Egg Bowl win the trophy? No, Matt should win it no matter what. Okay. I mean, no, I don't. The, the politics in this state with those awards are such that I pay no attention to it at all. I stopped completely after, God rest his soul, I mean, seriously, Juan Joseph beat Michael Lauren Parade Jerry that yeah. year where you went. Come on. Okay. Okay. Because Juan was the most shot guy in the room. And the winner, and he's like looking around going, hold on a minute. Yeah. Well, hold on, what? <laughs> I, I did not prepare a speech. Yeah. <laughs> I never gave the speech a thought. No, it's just, it's politics. I don't, I mean. And if you told me Will Rogers turns into a, actually really elite quarterback down the road at the college level yeah i mean if he told me he had some pro potential i'll buy it okay. he's still young okay sure maybe he doesn't have anything resembling no, matt's no, arm no, talent no, no 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 he doesn't flick it like that the ball comes out of matt's hands in a way that i'm not sure people fully appreciate the release is one of the better ones you'll see anywhere it's why when people talk about him now at 10 uh, and Eric Edholm and I had this conversation last week. I understand why you put him at 8, 9, 10 right now in the draft mock drafts. When NFL people get him in a private workout, yeah. when they come to his pro day, when he goes to the combine and they watch the ball come out of his hands, they're going to start thinking about ways to trade up yeah. because it's a quarterback league. Yeah, Billy, I mean, Stanley Holmes is not a bad – unlike – Neil, if, if it's depressing, Neil considers it a bad movie. That's pretty much the the rule here is the way this works. I mean, what's is the, it, if it's a comedy, it's automatically good. And if it's a, if it's a drama that's sad, it's bad. The, if, the, if the judgment is would you watch it again voluntarily, no. Because it's sad. Yeah. Now, look, it's better than that god-awful boyhood movie. Okay. Because Boyhood does just kick you in the teeth over and over and over again for like two hours and 45 minutes. Yeah, and it goes on forever. Just when you think nothing else can happen. Bad. I mean, literally, you get to a point just where in that movie where you're like, can everyone just die? We can end it. Just go. Can, can we, the screen just go black and go, that's it, everyone died? That is an optic Because frankly, that, that ending would be better than some of the than the way it ended. In some ways, I do think that's an optics that is really funny is if Will Rogers wins the Connerly and then Matt gets invited to New York and finishes like third for the Heisman. That that, that would in some ways really make me happy. Um just for the straight <laughs> optics of it. Well that's that's the equivalent really here of cheering for Lincoln Riley to leave so that Josh Heupel can take the Oklahoma job, where you just you're just watching. We're just asking for chaos at this. Well, point. Well, you just want to watch mental anguish. Yeah, the best player in the state of Mississippi, Will Rogers. Mike Krause been invited to you. Yeah, I mean the only people that are going to do that are the diehard state beat writers. Just all of them. How's the voting work for the Connerly? I don't know. Can you break that down for me? I'm not sure. Who gets votes? I don't get a vote. Do no, you get a vote. No, I don't get a vote. Are you kidding? I don't get a vote. How do you get a vote? I don't have any idea. How do we get a vote? Who do we ask? I have I mean, I have no clue. Like Rick Cleveland or something? That's probably right. He would know. Yeah. Okay. I need a vote. How do we get a vote? Does Rick still operate it? I don't think so. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Okay. Fair enough. 
Mitchell says boy. See, I, I think that's actually the worst take, Mitchell. He said boyhood's fine. You've either got to really like it or really hate it, depending on your pensions for. And of course, it's for. just a movie. I mean, well, yeah, but yeah, right. I mean, we're not. Yeah, I mean, of course. If if an opinion on a movie bothers you that much, I'm not saying you, Mitchell, just in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just it's all just a movie. It's gonna be all right. Yeah. It's just a terrible movie. Depressing as hell. Yeah. I watched that on a Friday night by myself. Had the house to myself for a weekend. Then watched that and, yeah, just ruined my entire weekend. Terrible. For some reason, we got really into talking about all those Oscar-nominated movies that year. For some reason, that was that's the only time we've ever done it. But that year with Boyhood, we watched pretty much everything. Because I can remember, like, Jeffrey and I went to the theater by ourselves, like, Ten times in two yeah. weeks to like knock out every one of those movies yeah. and, and kind of catch up on all of them. So, um, Avery says you should email Steve Robertson. Just let him know you're interested in voting. It's a thought. <laughs> people helping people. I mean, I'll put on Twitter in a minute. How do I get a vote to the Connerly? What do I need to do? So, anyway, all right. Hope everybody has a wonderful after uh, afternoon day. Whatever. Um, hope you enjoy the nice weather up into the seventies again today. So enjoy your day. We'll be back in the morning. Talk to you again. Check RebelGrove.com. In the meantime. Take care. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.